it's that time of year again, time for high school football, which means it is time for snap, tackle, and pot. I am Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41. It's a rebrand on KSHB 41. Get it down. Yes. I'm still trying to get it down. It's still the same old preps, KC. Not old. I don't know. Old. You've been around for how many years now? This is our 12th season, our 11th year. Um, I'm in a different spot in my basement. If that's that's a rebrand. We can't really tell that, though. You no, you can't. I, got, I still got the thing. I, uh, but no, I still got the backdrop and uh, it's a little different spot. And uh, we did a little, you know, painting, some flooring. So it's like a brand new thing. It's like yeah. kind of like a third of my house is all brand new. Some new there, but he's still Dion Clisso. Yes, I'm older. Old. He is old. I am old. Yes, officially hey, well, old as of about three weeks ago. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> what we're going to do uh, this night and every week leading up through what well, December is podcast here and talk about high school football in around the Kansas City uh, High School uh, metro area. And it's starting this week, Dion. We've got Missouri, whether yeah. it's 100 degrees or not, right? We're, we're going, huh? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I, a few years ago, they started so early. They started practice in July, and uh, then they ended up starting games like August 16th or something like that, and it was just brutally hot. And uh, one one coach who I won't name said he, he didn't want to play, and he was just going to take the bye and start <laughs> his week, a season a week later because it's so hot. You know, you're a week before Labor Day. That's kind of the traditional time that Missouri started for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. They've, they've started on Labor Day before. Yeah. Uh, but it's you're always going to run. It seems like you always run into some hot weather. And, and if you yeah. don't get it in the last week of August or the first week of September, sometimes you get it in the third week of September, and it's just brutally hot then. Yeah, and, and I'm glad. I mean, you know, once again, it's Missouri and Kansas separated by a week. Some years yeah. they've been separated by two weeks. Yeah, there was two weeks. And that, that's when the Missouri thought that, um, that God had ordained that you had to play your state championship games on Thanksgiving um, because God forbid the, the, you know, 10 f- basketball programs that might have a player on them would be injured. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, from not having their kids. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all I ever heard is like, well, what about basketball? It's like, well, what do you mean the six month season that they have? Yeah. So yeah, no, they bumped it back a week. And uh, I think part of it was the, you know, there's, a, there's a several factors. And really the one I heard was as big as anything was the fact that uh, the tourism industry in the state of Missouri was like kind of harping on, schools for starting that's one of the reasons why they'll start until a week before labor day now yeah because nobody would travel past about the last week of july well that's and missouri so, over in kansas they were starting like august uh 11th and 12th yeah, yeah. and so um the state fair not that you'd think that ha- would have that much play but branson does have play because it's a tax base for this for the state of missouri you know they were saying hey we we are seeing nobody come down here because the kids yeah. are all either back in school or starting you know practices and stuff like that for fall sports yeah, and the early, they, they want to start school earlier so they can get longer Christmas breaks. It's all yeah. kind of give and take, and the calendar changes each and every year. They just got to fit the high school football season in it. And with that staggered Kansas-Missouri start and the fact that Kansas plays one less game in the regular yes. season than Missouri, they both hit the playoffs at the same time. So at least we have that uh, meeting of the, uh, the playoffs at the uh, end of October, early November here. Uh, but let's get started here. We're, we're in August. Missouri yeah. starting up this week. Let, let's talk about some of the changes here, Dion. There's been some coaching changes, some Kansas guys coming over <laughs> programs, right? Like, like Staley and Park Hill and, and taking over. Yeah. Steve Rampey leaves Lawrence and, and comes over to uh, take over Staley. Phil Light retired, retired. He's now coaching in Iowa. Yeah. He's a, he, I come to find out I've known Phil for a long time. He's got family in Iowa. So for him, it was a, a pretty good move. He's at a Tumwa, Iowa high school. At, oh, at Tumwa, Iowa. Yeah. yeah. Radar O'Reilly is the biggest, anybody, nobody who's watching this 
or who's playing high school football knows anything about mash. So well, I think people watching this maybe like some of the the, the parents. Yes, of, uh, maybe up there. <laughs> maybe the parents are getting younger these days too. Yeah. So uh, you know that's the that's where he's at, and and you know Steve Rampy has coached Blue Valley, he's coached Lawrence, and now he's coached Staley. Uh, those are three pretty blue chip programs out there. You know, he kind of turned Blue Valley into a blue chip. He went to the one of the most storied, if not most storied, program in Kansas, and, and then was now is a blue State chip. Too, they State. were the most storied Division two programs. Yeah, so that he's over there, and then Andy Sims goes from Blue Valley North to Park Hill, and it's really kind of a homecoming for him. That's where he lives. His kids go there. Um, his daughter will be in the building in a few years, and uh, so he's excited about that. And that's a uh, you know, it's it was tough for him to leave Blue Valley North. He did a lot there. I mean, three state yeah. championship games in four seasons and a, and a state title. And I mean, a, a school that people didn't think you could win at, period. End of statement. Um, so, yeah, he's done a lot there. And um, it'll be a transition for him at Park Hill. But I, I'm assuming uh, that they will be, you know, pretty good, pretty fast. So Well, and in both those cases, you have established winning successful coaches going over to establish winning yes. successful programs. Yeah, and so that's those are good moves for both those guys, and um, you know it's uh, it's going to be fun to see. And I, I think that uh, that the suburban gold is is as good as it's going to oh. be, and the suburban red where Staley is is getting better every every year. And so uh, those guys are, but those guys are used to it. They come from the EKL yeah. and the and, you know the time in the EKL and a little bit in the Sunflower for Rampy. So that it's just the same thing for them. Well, it's funny the suburban gold. That was my my next question here. Mm-hmm. I mean how good is it and how odd is it that it's so good and blue springs and blue Springs south aren't the first two names you're mentioning yeah and i think that says a lot about the league i mean rapex is defending state champions and uh i think they're going to be pretty darn good again this year and liberty north has been right there they were you know in a district final against rapex the year before in a quarterfinal last year against them liberty was really good they were in the district final last year uh so you know the, those teams all return a lot of people the one that doesn't the two teams that don't really return a ton of people as starters Mm-hmm. are Raypec and Liberty North, but they may have been the two deepest teams yeah. um, coming in. So Liberty's bringing a lot of people back. Um, and Lee Summit North brings a lot of people back. Lee Summit West um, has got some spots that they're kind of, they're kind of in a little bit of flux. They had a really good season last year. Got to replace a quarterback, got to do some things there. So, uh, and then Blue Springs, you played better football at the end of the year. They were much better than they were at the beginning. Um, they're offensively. I don't know what they're going to have because they've, they've got quarterback and, some offensive line stuff, but defensively they got some dudes and they can play. So they'll probably be in a lot of games and blue spring South has kind of been pointing to this year for the last few years. This is a, the, the group that's juniors now and the sophomores and the, and the, and the seniors, that's the group that was really good when they were freshmen and sophomores. So they're trying to make that, that step. And the problem is you may only win three games and be way better than you were when you only won one, you yeah. know, or you may win the same amount of games and still be as good a team. And that's why the postseason will be interesting to see how they all shake out in the brackets, because you can't take a game off in the postseason in class six with the Kansas city schools. If you survive um, the suburban gold, you might, you know, you, you might be primed to win state and big class issue. That That's my question. So, I mean, if you have Liberty, Liberty North, <laughs> Ray Peck, right. Uh, Lee summit North, these could all be top 10 teams in the, in the, I city, think right? they probably, I think they, and you had rockers and I think half the top 10 is going to be Kansas city teams. Very right. but And then, then you've got teams like what Lee Summit West and Park Hill that might be just knocking right yeah. on the outside of that door. Those are teams that will be much better at the end of the season than they are, than they are at the beginning, probably. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those things. You know, you look back last year, Blue Springs, the first couple of weeks of the season, they looked so bad. I didn't know if they'd win a game. Yeah. And they end up going five and six and had Liberty on the ropes. Um, that I mean, and Liberty had to go to overtime to beat them. So that's just what I'm saying. 
a team that at one point looked like they couldn't win a game ended up being, you know, a breath away from a district final and playing their best football. So that's, that's what's going to be like in the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. You see that a lot with, with teams that are replacing a lot of starters that they're talented, but mm-hmm. it takes a few weeks for them to get their feet under them, get them used to playing this level of, of high school football. Once they kind of get a win under their belt, their confidence, they're, uh, they're up and running. Well, speaking of Liberty and blue Springs, that's one of your Remax uh, big three games. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a big one coming right out of the gates here. Well, and I think it's a, t- a test of the blue Springs defense against that offense uh, of Liberty with Winter Williams, the third. Now they're replacing a quarterback, but the Liberty's kind of quietly become like Platte County in the sense that they just, they just put somebody in there and they, they find somebody every year. I mean, they've, they've had a couple one-year starters. And they've had, well, I think one, two-year starter in there and, and they just come in and they, they do a great job of finding out what that kid does well and and making sure that that's what they're doing now it also helps that they've had winter williams in there for 10 <laughs> years right yeah we did, yeah we, i did he's the been story on three years <laughs> we had the uh we had he started four years he yeah he's pretty he quarterback as a freshman, freshman i guess yeah and that was the that was the kind of angle of our story here at ksh 40 ksh 41 when we previewed at liberty is like it seems like he's been there 10 years. Yeah. He, he admitted, which was like, yeah, it feels like I should have left a year ago, but no, he's back <laughs> for a senior season. He's got to be one of the front runners for the Simone, does he not? Yeah. And I, I was asked this morning on 810 um, about that. And I said, Henry Martin, him. And then, you know, a guy we talked to at the end of last year, Jaden Doss. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with him this year. He's just a junior. Uh, but he won the, won the, uh, the uh, Otis Taylor award last yes, year. Yes. But he, we saw him line up in the backfield as a tailback at the end of the season. Now he told us both that that's not his favorite thing to do, <laughs> but that, you know, you're going to see him maybe in some, I don't know, maybe you will, maybe you won't, but um, he's got the ability. I, I, I don't, I think he could stay healthy enough um, to be a, to be a thousand yard guy. I mean, I think he could, or, you know, he, he could, he could very well have a combination of, of 15, 1800 yards receiving and, and rushing. Well, I would think it could be a 2000 yard. Yeah. Right. Rich, Richard was easily on his you know, easily on his way to 2000 plus last year and then got nicked up there at the kind of the middle part of the season. So yeah, it's uh those are, those are kind of the three guys, you know, kind of right off the bat. There's there, there'll be some other guys who probably step up, but those are the names that are coming back. Other Remax big three games of the week. And again, the big three is actually just going to be three games this week, right? Yes. We have yes. just one state playing football. It just is one state playing football. Uh, Park Hill South and Platte County. I'm intrigued by this matchup because not only are both those squads going to be good, we don't know what class they're uh, going to be in, right? They won't know until, depending on when you watch this, it'll either be posted on Preps KC or if you watch it this evening, depending on when we get this out, um, you won't. they won't know until that morning, Friday morning, the 27th. Oh. Is when Misha's re- is releasing. So. Both being class five, one could be class six, and the yeah, class, class four. Yeah, I, I think Platte County's probably going to stay in five, but yeah. they they think they're they were on the line, so they don't know. I mean, they're kind of in that spot too. And I feel like Park Hill South is probably going up. They redistricted and moved, you know, a couple hundred students over to South a couple of years ago, so that definitely changes the number. And they were pretty close last time. You know, Staley was pretty close last time too, though. I don't know if they'll make it up this year or or not. So that. You know, there, there could be 10, 11 Kansas City schools. We're, if things continue on the path we are in 10 years, there could be half the, of class six could be Kansas City schools. That's nice. if school districts don't build new schools. Like if, if Park Hill doesn't build a new school or, or yeah. North Kansas City or, or Lee Summit um, builds a new school. That's, that's the one caveat that, that would keep the, the numbers back, you know, more, more class five teams. Did I hear that Grain Valley could be class six? 
Uh, no, they were just into class five last year. I think they're, they're a little okay. ways away from class six. Um, I mean, uh, arrow's pointing up in Grand Valley. Yeah. They've been growing like crazy. Year, I mean, not quite that big. I've been doing this. I've been doing this long enough to know that they were a, not a very good class two team. I, I remember uh, it's class three, not quite class two. Yeah. They, they went to a class two semifinal in 95 or 96. Um, then they went to class three and they were pretty good in class three. Um, but they kind of ran into Oak Grove and some of those teams there in Harrisonville when Harrisonville was down in class three. Uh, then they were in class four for a little bit, you know, for a few years. And then um, in the last year they moved to class five and they, you know, won their, they won back-to-back districts. They're kind of like Platte County. They, they just went up to five and did the same thing they did the year before. Mm-hmm. So back to Platte County, they lose Chris Rocky, who yeah. for two years has been one of the best quarterbacks in and around Kansas City. He's up at Northwest Missouri State, I believe now. Uh, but you're not worried about them. They're, they're one of those schools that can just kind of find a new guy every year. Yeah, and I think that their defense is going to be really good this year. So uh, their shootout games may not happen this year. If they're in a shootout, they're probably in trouble. Um, but they they are going to rely on that defense a little more. They like the guy, Bill Lutz, said He's not the same as Chris. So there's a little different skill set. But they like what he brings. And, and But they always seem to have one waiting in the wings. Um, and then the one year they didn't. They had the kid from China Mission Northwest move over and he won the, the uh, Fontana Award. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, they've done a pretty good job of, of coaching that position. They do, they do a really good job of coaching that position. You just don't have kids step up yeah. and, and play if you don't. What happened with Park Hill South last year? They came out of nowhere, seven and three, their first winning season in a long time. And they were right there with Staley, could have beaten them in, in the playoffs. Is that momentum there? Is that something that the, uh, the Panthers can, can take with them to this year? I, yeah, I think so. That they were, they kind of two years ago, the, I think there was a vibe that they were getting better and they were going to make a breakthrough and they were decimated by injuries. They, like three weeks in, had, you know, three, four linemen, a quarterback. I mean, just decimated. So that, that season kind of got totally derailed. And then last year they were healthy and they had a, a pretty young group. I mean, they've got a lot of them back this year um, and they really got going. And I'll tell you, you know, that if they're in five, they stay in five, five is crowded. They go to six, six is crowded. They, 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 they make whatever class they're in better because I think that they're going to be able to compete at either, at either level. So, uh, you know, they, the defense is really good. They've got some really good talent over there. So, you know, they, I mean, the, the Ruben kid is at Clemson. It's not like they don't have some players. I mean, the Park Hill school district has some players. So. Yeah. Does, do the Missouri coaches, like that overall or maybe dislike knowing not until the morning of the first game what class they're going to be in because over in kansas you know two years out yeah they do two-year cycles i you know it's one of those deals that where i i think i think they'd like to know a little earlier and, and in, in the first few years they did it it was a week before um so you kind of had a sense but then last year with covid they waited until um like the third or fourth week before they released them because they had to see who was playing and that kind of stuff and um, i totally understand that and then this year i think they kind of said well we want to get it out before the season but we don't we want to wait as late as we can and you've had some teams like clinton that decided not to do varsity and and i don't know if that's you know that's a case in any, anywhere else where they've had some teams drop out surprise is that because that's not a tiny little eight-man school or anything that no i they they just didn't have you know, they've, they've only won like two games in like five years. And I think they just drove the numbers down to the point where they had one senior, Cole, uh, Cole Young's got a column up on our site right now about it. One senior who was a kicker hmm. and like six juniors and like 25 sophomores. And, and for all the people who are like, that's ridiculous. You should have varsity football. Da, 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 da. It's, it's almost criminal to send 25 sophomores out to play Odessa, Harrisonville, Warrensburg, 
And oh, by the way, Center Oak Grove, Excelsior Springs, who are all going to be really good this year, bring everybody back. It's just criminal. I mean, you, you're going to get kids hurt at that point. And, and, and you, if you think they're not coming out for football now, if they get crushed and hurt when they're sophomores, they're not going to be there when they're seniors. So the best thing you could do is get your junior varsity going, get your sophomores and your freshmen, recruit as many freshmen as you can, get more sophomores out, get more juniors out, and, and just go that way. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you don't so see do. it at a class three school that often, but it, it, sometimes it happens. So that's what they'll do. They'll play a JV schedule. Those, yeah. those juniors and that one senior aren't allowed to consolidate and get farmed out to another school. And, and no, go. I don't. That was the question somebody asked me. Could that, could that senior go transfer somewhere? Would, would um, Misha allow him to do it? And I'd say, well, should they? Yeah, probably. But I mean, will they? I don't, will they? Right. I, you know, I mean, because, you know, Clinton's down there. There's, you know, Warsaw and Warrensburg, all those places that are, that are decently quiet. I guess Warrensburg, you know, 20 minutes away, but um doing the doing the math in my head on the drive to branson through clinton um and i highly recommend the sonic in uh, clinton by the way so yeah. very good sonic by the way in case there said. a few times yeah <laughs> so yeah no it's a, it is a big town there's industry there there's people there just uh, right now the interest in football is not high soccer has got a lot of interest but yeah you lose a lot of games and it's it's tough it's tough to get kids out so maybe that will that will uh get changed as they kind of get you know reset a little bit right and so your last REMAX Big Three game is going to be uh, St. Michael taking on Summit Christian. And St. Michael's intriguing to me, just a 5-5 five and five record a year ago, but they played St. Pius to within a score last year. Yeah. Uh, a St. Pius team that was the best in, you know, Class 2. And they were, uh, they were right there with one of the best. Yeah, they are. They, that's a much improved program, 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Andrew Pitts, their coach, this first year last year. That's the best record they've had in four seasons. Uh, for St. Michael, and and they're going into the Crossroads Conference, a little more stable uh, situation. They won't be an independent anymore, and they're they're kind of developing a rivalry with Summit Christian. This is you know, uh, you know, I talked to Todd Burke at Summit Christian, and he said, you know, the thing about it is, there's a lot of kids who you know are are looking for that type of school, and their choice is between Summit Christian or St. Michael, and and a lot of these kids, some of them go to church together, and and you know, and have gone to elementary school together, so. He goes, they know each other. And they said, that from his standpoint, he, he likes it. He thinks it's good to have a school that's close and you have a rivalry and it means something. So they, they really like this game. They played the first game of the season last year. And some, some of Christian was pretty good and they won that. Some of Christian brings back some good people, but uh, St. Michael brings back a ton of people too. There's, they were both young. St. Michael was a young team. Um, some of Christian had some really good veterans. Grayson Sprouse, their quarterback. He talked about a guy who played 10 years in the league um that's Grayson Sprouse I felt like he, he started when he was a freshman I felt like he'd been there since my son was born 11 years ago uh but no it's uh they've got some different look Summit Christian is, was a wide open spread team they may run veer this year because that's what they've got so it's it's going to be it's interesting lower levels you got to adjust to the yes athletes, right yeah yeah you can't just plug Back in the next guy <laughs> uh no absolutely all right so those are your Remax big three games of the week you can find those on prepskc.com a write-up on all three of those games but, but so many other big games Dion, here in week one and and for us at uh, kshb 41 our game of the week is going to be rockhurst at ray peck and wow that's a monster yeah that's a good one and it'll be a good good to see what ray peck is able to do to replace the guys that they lost i mean they lost a lot of Good defensive players. Everybody knows the quarterback's gone. Who yeah. Else? Who else? They lost some linemen on the defense, and and that's going to hurt them. But uh, the one area that Ray Peck has been deep in since they've – in the last five to seven years since they've been up – I mean, they've been up in six for uh, 13 years, maybe 12, 13 years. 
Um, but in the last five to seven years, as they've kind of rebuilt that thing and, and got it going again, they've had linemen and they still have linemen. So they, they just plug them in every year. It was the skill guys that was kind of holding them back. Well, now they're getting the skill guys to go with it. And you saw them match up with the Despent in the state championship game and just dominate. Um, and, and so it, it says a lot about how they're, they're doing things down there that, you know, they still have a lot of good skill guys and then they're going to, you know, have to replace some, some Lyman Rockhurst, you know, that was a team that, man, they were playing really well at the end of the season. They'd gotten healthy. Uh, and then they, you know, they got COVIDed out there the first week of the playoffs. So uh, that's a pretty hungry Rockers team. You know, I talked to coach Donahoe and, you know, his, um, his crew with um, Greg Oder and, and, and Tom Cruise, they really feel like they had a full year of actually getting another kids. The kids had a full season. So they feel like they're a little more prepared this time than they were going into last year. So uh, it should be, it should be a great game. Oh, that was a 42, 34. Yeah, it was, a, it was a shootout a last year. Game at Rockhurst. Yeah. And yeah, that Rockhurst was one of those teams last year that got off to a slower start, but was building up momentum into the playoffs. And of course, uh, what a shame that was. Uh, and it wasn't just themselves. It was Lee, what Lee Summit North, Odessa, some Ottawa. Um, Oak Park, one of them too. Oak Park. Uh, yep. I think so. And um, they had to bang their playoffs because of a, of, of a, a COVID case on their team. Uh, we've seen a couple cancellations already this year, but hopefully it doesn't get to the levels we saw last year. Yeah. Uh, Ruskin overall, we were, wasn't as bad as we feared. I think, didn't we do the math over what? 90% of the games. Yeah. 90% of the games, year? 90% of the games got played last year. And, and the Carney, you know, Carney and Ruskin both had to cancel. Carney was supposed to play Fort Osage and Ruskin was supposed to play St. Joe Central. So, Fort Osage just playing St. Joe's Central. It was a yes. nice little easy marriage there. What hurt them is they had kids who were in quarantine just to, due to exposure, didn't get their practices in because you have to have so many practices mm-hmm. to start the season because that's a Misha Keisha rule that really has evolved with the ages. They don't practice at all in the summer. So you need to make sure you get your 14 practices in before you play a game. Oh, wait, they practice 25 times a summer. All summer it's long. All I mean, summer long. All the seven, seven on sevens, all the scrimmages, you get one. You get one practice in Kansas. You won't practice full practice a week, full team. They definitely take advantage of that. Weights, film. It's it's it seems like it goes from about May first through uh, through December first. That's an archaic rule that needs to end. That yeah. that is, and I and I know it's a lawyer that wrote it because if a kid gets hurt, you can say, oh, he wasn't conditioned well enough, and it's like, well, if you didn't show up for summer, then yeah, you need fourteen. Yeah, but you you've opened the gate with all the summer practices, so so don't act like. There's not, you know, and, and let's not kid ourselves, whatever the number is in Kansas versus the number in Missouri, if it's 10, there's guys doing 15. If yeah. it's 20, there's places doing 25. Yeah. So don't, you've opened the, the, the door to it. So don't act like, you know, it's, you know, one of those things that there have been some people who've gotten busted for it. And I'm sure that's probably because their rival didn't like it and turned right. them in. I mean, that's more of the, but Misha's not rolling around summer camps and Keisha's not rolling around summer camps, seeing how many, See how many practices you're putting in. So yeah, that's that's what happened to Carney and, and Ruskin. But they should be back next week and and yes. that kind of thing. So all right, few more a uh, few more games on the Missouri side, and we'll hit up Kansas briefly here before we get out of here. Uh, I think a sneaky good game on the Missouri side. North Kansas City is hosting Raytown. Raytown could be really good this year. They played a ton of sophomores and juniors last year. Those guys are juniors and seniors now this year. And the North Kansas City again, they were five and five, Dion, but a lot of close losses. To yeah. a lot of good teams out there. They beat Platte County one time. Yeah, and they got a lot of guys coming back too. So when you say sneaky good, I 
I look at the schedule again, and after deciding on things, I look at that and go, man, that might have been a big three game right there. Hey, hey, you run the place. I know, but here's the here's the fun part about it, though. There's a good possibility those two could be in a quarterfinal game down the line or, you know, or something like that. So uh, um, this may not be the first time that these two, you know, the only time these two uh, meet. And I think these are two teams. Um, and I think they'll both be in five. I, you know, North Kansas City is solidly slotted in there. Raytown was down at the bottom of five a couple of years ago, but I think they're back up and should be there. But um, they're both going to be in five and, and along with, say, a Belton, um, you know, Grain Valley or Platte County. I think Grain Valley will stay up. Platte County, I think, should stay up, but you don't know. It's a, it's a park, you know, Park of South could be in there. You don't know what that uh, five is going to be deep. And, and I, did I even mention Staley yet? I mean, yeah. so yeah, North Kansas City and Raytown is a great game. Um, also at Lee Summit North on Friday, Lee Summit North's not playing there. It's mm-hmm. going to be Maryville coming down to play Blair Oaks, who's coming over. It's a rematch of the class three state title game, Dion. Yes. Right out they, of the gates. And they're playing at a large school in Kansas City. Yeah, and, and last year they played at UCM. Um, and I don't know if that was because they couldn't get a field because of COVID, like a high school field because of COVID. Um, so it's they, this is the second year in a row they're playing this game. You know, I don't know if they thought that they would start the year and they'd end up in the state championship game against each other. And, you know, three of their last. Guess that. That's a pretty good. Yeah. If you're a guess two teams out of class three, those will be your first two guesses. Well, Odessa Odessa would like to have it. Yeah, no, yeah, that, right. sure. Who hasn't lost a game, a regular season game in three years? But. Um, no, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, a good one to watch. And, you know, Maryville's kind of on the outskirts, you know, they're in the Midland Empire Conference, which I cover and, and, um, Matt Webb does a great job up there. So we, we keep track of them and, uh, no, it's a good one. That, that's one of those that, uh, if you just want to watch a good high school football game, that's a good one. Now, last year, Maryville's quarterback broke his leg in the first quarter and it was not a very good football game, but yeah. the guy who, the guy who came in and played quarterback the rest of the way is back this year for Maryville. So, uh, hopefully he will not uh, break a closer game in the state championship. Yes, it was. They the get Maryville. Out. Yeah, it, it was, a, it was a shootout. It was like 62 to 40, I think. Yeah. Um, but it got, it got away late a little bit. Uh, but it was, it was back and forth, you know, Blair Oaks kind of jumped out and then Maryville was trying to keep pace and then, did a pretty good job. Then Blair Oaks jumped out again. And so, no, it's a, it's definitely a, a good, good opening season matchup. I, I like to see that when teams go out and play, you know, Harrisville's playing a team from New Jersey. Yeah. That's Wayne. my next question. What do you know about Harrisville hosting Wayne Hills from it, Wayne, it's, New uh, Jersey? They've won four or five state championships and they like to go and travel Recently. for their first game. Um, and they've been to like Idaho and Utah and places like that. And Harrisonville is notorious for going out and scheduling teams out of the metro to play i mean they've yeah. played several st louis teams in the past and and this is a you know i i don't know if the wayne hills team goes to places where there's nfl teams but they were i think they were trying to set up a tour of arrowhead form practice facility they tour um, ku on did they tour Thursday. ku okay they were up at st joe on wednesday at missouri western and practicing there so they yeah they made a trip out of it yeah they, they it's the kind of thing Thursday, they do a varsity game on friday yeah so no, that's that's what uh, that's what they do, and that, and Her- they got in touch with Harrisonville, and uh, and that's going to be a good one too. And you know, Harrisonville's got Jace Reynolds back, another you know seven year starter um, for for Harrisonville. They're they're diminutive but outstanding tailback who's putting up numbers that are starting to climb the all time numbers in the yeah. state of Missouri. He's a two hundred yard plus guy every week, and um, so Harrisonville should be pretty good this year, um, and they're going to get a test and, and and right out of the box. And you know, sometimes uh, you know, and Harrisonville has run beer and things like that at times. Uh, the year they won the state championship, they got off to a rough start. They, their, their veer wasn't very good. They went to Platte County and fumbled it like eight times. And at the end of the year, they're beating Kearney. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. beating Kearney in the state championship game. So, By no, way, it's a 
By the way, Wayne Hills from Wayne, New Jersey. Guess what their head coach's name is? Wayne. Wayne. Well, yeah. right there. His name is Wayne. Uh, quickly here, some thoughts on Kansas starting up in a week. What, what are you looking forward to the most there? Excited to see Blue Valley North under Adam Pamel. Their um, OC took over for them uh, when Andy Sims left. I, I, I'm curious to see uh, if Mill Valley can just plug and play. Um, Bishop Miege in a very unfamiliar spot of not – rolling in with a state title. Um, St. James bouncing with a state title. Daring not to win a state title. Yes, yes. Bouncing back from that semifinal loss, the poor, poor people there. They, uh, but no, St. James is a team that could be just as good. I mean, they lose some good players, but they've got some good players back. Um, and then, you know, in 6A, you know, we talk about Mill Valley. You know, Gardner Anderson, Jesse Owens over there, used to be at Olathe East, and he takes over that for Ryan Cornelson, who uh, took a job in Southern Missouri. Um, it's it's going to be interesting because – I think free state's going to be a little better than they've been. Um, Got to be better than last year. They didn't want to. Yeah, game. they weren't very. Good. They weren't very good last year. Uh, you know that's going to be a test. And then in five A, you know Mill Valley, Aquinas, DeSoto. Uh, you know there's Spring there Hills. Spring Hills been pretty. Through? Spring Hills been pretty good. That's a team that's in five A that you don't think about being in five A. Um, Lansing is got to be going to be pretty good. Um, so yeah, I think it's you know I don't. I, Aquinas may be not the dominant team they've been. I mean, they have, I mean, Mill Valley's been the dominant team the last few years, but they're not as – I don't think they have – there's a little bit of a step back here. Um, it, it's that week I, – I know there's a big kid on the on the D-line uh, who's had to overcome poor parenting very, um, to, very to have a career. To raise, yeah. <laughs> he's a large human. There's no doubt about he that. He should have been graduated already, too. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say, yeah, he's been he's been starting for three years, too. So, no, it's, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how things – you know. You lose a tank young, you know, there's a lot of names that we've known for a while that are gone on the Kansas side. So it's going to be like interesting, you know, Olathe North, I think will be pretty good. Um, that may be the top team to start. Um, yeah. Olathe West should be decent. Uh, so there's some, you know, the, the question is in the Shawnee Mission School, Shawnee Mission Northwest has kind of been the top dog the last few years. Who's going to kind of take that? If it's not Shawnee Mission Northwest, who's going to be the best one out of them too. So yeah. lots of questions in the Shawnee Mission School. Awesome. And we will answer those later because we yes. are out of time for today. Yeah, thanks so much. It's always fun. Thanks you for watching or listening. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.